This is episode 193 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friends, happy Tuesday. It's good to be with you today. We've got just a few minutes, so let's get going. I'm in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and I want to ask you, Pastor, are you just pushing cultural religion? Are you just a dealer in cultural religion? Or are you actually promoting spiritual transformation, like spiritual DNA? They're they're two very, very different things. And lest you take offense at my question, I mean, I got to ask myself the same question every now and again. I really do. Because sometimes we're just in that cultural religion phase. And when we stop and we look in the mirror, we see the reflection of what we're doing, we say, oh, oh, that's not a, that's not a good look. That's not a good angle. That's not my best side. We realize, oh, I, got, I just got caught up in cultural religion. I thought of that when I looked in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 because Paul gives us a perfect example of cultural religion, which takes us nowhere, Pastor. And the people in our churches oftentimes will be very happy for us to push cultural religion because it's familiar, it's uh, not dangerous, it's safe, it's comfortable, it doesn't force us down any particular path. We can choose whatever we want. And the people in Corinth chose their path. In fact, this reminds me of some of the uh, the old grandfathers that I knew in the town I grew up in. There was a large Italian population. And oh man, I miss, have, I miss living around a lot of Italian people. Uh, wonderful people, uh, pizza shops, sub shops, great Italian restaurants, family, family, passion, uh, volume, loud, and uh, excited people. And I moved to the Midwest, and there are not very many Italians where I live, and I miss that culture. I miss those people. And when I read 1 Corinthians chapter 11, I hear the old Italian grandfathers uh, when I read this. In the following directives, I have no praise for you, Gino, for your meetings. They do more harm than good. Yeah, I hear the Italian grandfathers. In the first place, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you. And to some extent, Louis, I believe it. Oh, man, I hear their voice. I hear their voice. No doubt. No doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. Yeah. So then... When you come together, it's not the Lord's Supper you eat. For when you're eating, some of you go ahead with your own private suppers. As a result, one person remains hungry and another gets drunk. Yeah. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? 
Or do you despise the church of God by humiliating those who have nothing? And again, I hear the old Italian grandfather. What shall I say to you, Gino? Shall I praise you? Certainly not in this matter. Yeah. Cultural religion. And Paul called it out. He says, I have no praise for you. Pastor, I wonder if Jesus were to walk among us this weekend. Oh, how much cultural religion would he find? And the reason why I'm telling you this, you and I are the leaders. We're the pace setters. We're the teachers, the preachers. We're the vision casters. We're the culture shapers in our church. Pastor, if you and I don't attend to this, who is going to? And the answer, "Eh -eh, nobody. Nobody's going to if we don't. But if we do, others will rally around us. Others will be given permission. Others will be given heart and life to see what we're doing and then to follow along, not behind us, but next to us and with us. We have to lead on this. And where we find the opposite of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 is in 1 John. 1 John chapter 3, it says, this is how we know what love is. This is how we know. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? It can't. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is transformation. This is the DNA level of our soul. He goes on to write at the end of chapter 3, and this is his command, to believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him, and he in them, spiritual transformation. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. There's the definition of spiritual transformation, Pastor, by the spirit he gave us. Are we preaching life in the spirit? Are we preaching transformation? And not just uh, this is what we do, this is our culture, this is our tradition, these are our, this is our way of life. No, no. This is this Holy Spirit living the life of Christ out through us. That verse, we're crucified with Christ, nevertheless, we live yet, not us, but Christ lives in us. And the life that we now live, we live in the flesh, we live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Spiritual transformation. So, Pastor, I just want to challenge you uh, this weekend as you're with your people, this week as you're with them, this week as you may lead a Bible study or 
uh, interact on a, a short trip or uh, visit with one of your people in their home. Practice spiritual transformation, not just cultural religion. Truly love people. And that will be contagious. And your people will become loving and they will be salt and light in your community. If you truly love people, not just your people, people, if you truly love people, you will be contagious in your church and you will move your church from cultural religion to spiritual transformation. I would love to see that more and more and more in my own church. I'm beginning to see it, and it's really, really exciting, and I just want to see more and more. Somebody once said that they were addicted to changed lives. They loved to see people's lives changed. Well, I get that. I feel that. I love to see people change their lives and begin to care about one another minister to one another, care for one another, love one another, serve one another. That's spiritual transformation. May that be true and evident and in abundance at your church, Pastor. I'm so glad you listened today. I'm glad I had the opportunity for us to talk. And uh, I pray that you will experience a church filled with spiritually transformed people. I hope you have a great day. And I will catch up with you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.